On the ninth podcast of Christmas, the young'uns give to you more Sean Cooney dreams plus dream chat and music from Jim Causley, Greg Russell and Kieran Algar. Michael Hughes is a penguin beater and a few toilet puns thrown in for good measure. Let's start with clip one. Jim Causley, Greg Russell and Kieran Algar. Yeah. We've been talking on the podcast uh, uh, about dreams, about strange, especially folk-related dreams, because especially me and Mr Cooney, we, we tend to have... Well, we don't sleep together, but we... Uh, no, no, but when we do sleep in the same room for festivals... Yeah, uh, sleep um, Then we do wake up and we talk about our different dreams that we have, like folk-related yeah. dreams. And I'm wondering if you have, uh, Jim, a folk-related dream that you've or just a strange dream that you remember? I, I dreamt quite a lot about um, cows and bulls when I was <laughs> a, a right. child. Was that this, was a was this your first sexual experience? Is your first wet dream? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it will happen. Cows and bulls again, mother. Cows and bulls. <laughs> oh. oh, so what was happening with the cows and the bulls? Oh, well, actually, with, you know, with the retrospect, now you put it like that, it just <laughs> casts a different light on it. But um, I, I did read in a, a dream dictionary that if you dream about bulls, you're fearing of a um, a sort of matriarchal figure, apparently, in your life. Oh. So whether I had a fear of my mother, I don't know. But um, often the dream... I had some dreams where um, I'd be walking home late at night and there'd be a bull in the field and I'd sort of creep past it and then it would, it would wake up and eat me at the last minute. Or I had another one where I was in the, the park in our village and I went up the slide and I was just about to slide down and there's a great big load of bulls at the bottom and I waiting. I probably guess where it's going. You tell us a dream and I'll just guess the next one. <laughs> so can you remember another? Can you remember another dream? At uh, one time, I, I was um, I woke up in the middle of night. Now this is a weird dream because oh. it, it felt like real life. And I woke up from sleeping, and so there I went. Was a bull there? Wait, 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 wait. I went downstairs to go and get uh, a glass of milk and. Yeah, and we had a little door in our old house um, between the stairs and the sitting room and I had to go through there to get to the kitchen to get the milk and when I opened the door... There was a bull! (laughs) (laughs) uh, Excellent! Now, this would be quite weird if you say, I also drink about dream about cows and bulls. Uh, Greg, what? uh, Have you had any dreams? I mean, have you had any dreams? (laughs) I've got some scary ones tonight. Yeah, because I must (laughs) explain to the listeners I'm now standing over Greg because of the position of this. I have been standing over you for quite some time, haven't you? Haven't I? You've, You've got quite a... You've seen my groin, I think, it's safe to say now. Um, and I think you look at me with a lot more reverence. You'll be speaking to me with a lot more respect in future, having seen that now. Uh, talking of bulls or cows or anything, just dreams are talking, what we're talking about, not bulls and cows. Um, any dreams, folk-related or non-folk-related? Uh, not that I can think of at the moment. Mm-hmm. Not that you can share with the public. Kieran, what about yourself? Um, I used to, when I was sort of eight or nine, I had a phase of going to water parks and I, had, I started having dreams where I don't know why or how, but fires were starting in these water parks, and I became the hero figure. Yeah. Right. So oh, I, I would really? save people from the dragon slide. Oh, you know what you could do? Because he had a dream where he was going down the slide, and there was a bull there. And there so could you could fire. rescue Jim. There could be a you fire. could have been Jim yes. Gosley in slight shining armour there. Oh no, there's a bull. I'm going down the slide. Fear not, Kieran's there. <laughs> oh, we've got a new uh, feature there, on the podcast, like a new drama. That's that a new TV show. Film, Dave. You know what we call it? What would you call it? Fiddler on the Hoof. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, oh, Fiddler on the Hoof. Oh, very good. Excellent. Well, this week's Youngest Podcast is What a Lot of Bull, I think, is going to be the the name of this. More dream conversation to come from Sean Cooney, who takes us into Cold War Russia. But first, we uh, did a gig at Fork East 
uh, a year or two ago. Uh, we are patrons of that festival now. Uh, but this is the first time we played at Fork East Festival. And uh, we were on the second stage, while on the main stage, the Penguin Cafe Orchestra were just about to start. And so when we started performing, we had loads of people there. But about 10 minutes into our gig, everyone buggered off and went to see the Penguin Cafe Orchestra, about half of the audience. Which leads us on to this next clip. Sean Cooney's dream. But first, Greg Russell and Kieran Algar recorded for the Young'uns podcast, Davy. My name is Davy. Some have called me King of Fools. For I laid down my tools and I went away on a sailing ship on a cold grey day. For a stranger Kept telling me to go and seek the whole world round. They say, Davy, Davy, your heart is wild and your heart is free. Davy, Davy, sing your songs beyond the sea, beyond the sea. 
western land And on the sandy beach I long somehow For a homely breeze On this homely brow Sometimes I'm alone And I think of you at home Till the west winds will carry me back home They say Russell, Kieran Algar, Davey. On the ninth podcast of Christmas, a look back on podcasts past. We should have given a little warning for that song. I presume everyone's gone to the toilet who needed to go, but. Um... The, the flush of the toilet makes, toilets for you, it, it makes quite well it makes quite a loud noise the flush of the toilet so people may be a bit you know discouraged not flush the toilet which could leave a bit of a backlog because it is quite a noisy toilet flush so we should have done like a warning that's the perfect song to flush the toilet to <laughs> <laughs> however having said that maybe it isn't because I was talking to someone in the interval and, he, and she came up to me and said do you have perfect pitch and I don't like to brag because I know the ladies love a man with perfect pitch <laughs> but I'm an honest man so I said 99% of the time and, uh, and anyway, she said, oh, is it true? Is it true? Because I'm a music teacher who um, said that all toilets flush in the key of E minor. Is that true? <laughs> not, not that I'm aware of, but I don't have my ears assistants. The BBC want extra toilets. Um, this time I'll have a hip-hop toilet flush. Um, <laughs> well, it was so funny because that, this conversation was, you know, quite quiet, in normal conversation volume, but just as four people came past, David Eagle said at the top of his voice, no, every toilet is different, dear. <laughs> Well, I don't know about toilets. We'll sit down here. Ah, Jim. Anyway. There's a great picture of Jim Cosby in the toilet, I suppose. Is he on the, just above the urinals? Or is he advertising condoms or something? Is he going to some sort of deal? Life of a folk singer. Exactly. Now a 
you're a professional, we're going to have to go into that kind of thing. You're going to see us all over the place advertising this and that. Dear, dear. <laughs> the young'un smokes, but then again, I think we've been mugs for a long time. Really. <laughs> anyway, right. Uh, Would you like to join in with one? Yeah. yeah. A few people do. Okay. <laughs> we better us on this one. Right, what do you... What do you want to see? Do you want to lead us off, Michael? Yes. No, why not? Well, there's plenty of reasons, but I'm charitable. So go on. Now, is it the one we did the other day when we asked people to join in? Yes. Because we made the mistake of not telling them what the joining in bits were. Oh, sorry, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. What's, what's the chorus again? Well, should we all... Well, OK. Um, there's only two people. It's not really worth it, to be honest. <laughs> all right, here we go. So the chorus. So help me, Bob Amboli. remember here, isn't it? <laughs> just, i tell you what, just sing Bully in the Alley and that'll be absolutely fine. You'll pay the rest of everybody, right? Here we go. <laughs> oh, we haven't really helped anybody there. Even the two people are just too much. Just too much. It's difficult, isn't it? You'll get it. We, there's about eight verses to this, so you will get it. <laughs> Should we do like a test at the end? We'll do, like, the audience can do the last, the second last call of Bones Ones. Okay. Oh. <laughs> We'll be bowing next to oh, it. Oh. We'll be looking at the professionals. We've been doing a lot of festivals and we sing that they do a lot of audience participation. <laughs> audience participation for us generally means that people walk out. <laughs> we'll try something else in this case. So if you want to join in and we'll, we'll shut up during the second. We shut up? Yes, we will. Uh, during the second last. I wish you would, but shut up. Coming. Yeah, I could smell that a mile off. Anyway, it's not the only thing I could smell, but anyway, it's those toilets, isn't it? It's not just a loud flush. <laughs> Oh, don't flush that bloody thing, right? There we are, right. <laughs> I just keep, I've got like a, I've got some weird habits, I must be honest. I just compulsively, just compulsively have to visit toilets. Oh, I guess I'm just a chain flusher. Um, right. Don't worry, my friend, you have missed the thing. It's that time again. It's time to delve into the mind of Sean Cooney as we have a listen to another of his dreams. It's the sound of Supertramp, which in Youngin's podcast terms can only mean one thing, my friends. Dreamer. Dreamer. You know you are a dreamer, Mr. Cooney. Whether he can do that's irrelevant. I said dreamer. Nothing but a dreamer. A bit, bit harsh. Again, we're not interested whether he can put his hands in his head. Although that could be a good accompaniment to the uh, ear blinking video, perhaps. Mr. Cooney puts his hands inside his head. you had it coming to you listeners because I warned you at the start of the youngest podcast that we'll be talking about this stupid little dreamer dreamer. do apologize Mr. Cooney Indeed, listeners, a super tramp woo, and I'm sure you are wooing with excitement at the prospect of hearing yet another Mr. Sean Cooney dream. 
Oh yes. Last week we discussed the unusual dreams of Jim Causley, Greg Russell and Kieran Algar, but this week it's back to Sean Cooney. Uh, on Thursday morning of Whitby Fork Week, uh, he had this very unusual dream that he decided to tell us about. Uh, it's an adventure set in Russia. The young'uns get up to some rather uh, harrowing stuff in Russia. Uh, Greg and Kieran do make a very short appearance, as I said, on the podcast uh, this week uh, in this bit because they walk into the room when we were recording it. So, Greg and Kieran fans, that's something to look forward to. Listen out for that. You can't really hear them too much. A little bit, a little bit of an audio treat for you. Listen carefully. You can hear them muttering and breathing a little bit as well. Ooh. Good morning, listeners. We are here, all three of us together oh, yeah. now. Oh, and we, we talked on the podcast about folk-related dreams. We've been doing this quite regularly. We've been talking with Kieran and Greg and Jim, and you've had... Is it a folk-related dream you've just well, had? Well, yeah. Oh, it was... <laughs> It was epic. Uh, I've just walked around. I'm just trying to remember it. Uh, the three of us were doing a gig, and I think we got kidnapped. And we ended up, like, holed up in this... I think it was in Russia or somewhere. And it was, like, a Cold War era, and there were some gangsters there, and we were, like, kidnapped and tried to escape. Yeah, the other thing was, I had, I had all the CD money that we got from our CDs in my pocket, and I hadn't sorted out. And uh. people were elaborately pinching it tenor at a time they were, and like in really elaborate ways like they were like cart rolling across me and doing like back flips and suddenly nicking the tenor <laughs> <laughs> and then we ended up on a ship some kind of I mean that might have been in South America maybe like a riverboat or something and that was part of the thing we'd made our escape yeah, I, can't, I think we tried to bribe, because we did have a bit of CD money left. We tried to bribe one of the security guards to tell us how to get out of this. Or maybe it was more like a castle. And he said, yeah, there's an underground tunnel run straight through. Under, <laughs> straight down and right, so we did. But we needed to... No, it was violent as well, because these, oh. these gangsters... Well, Michael Hughes can get a bit violent. Yeah, yeah. And you know why it was? Because somebody told... Especially when Russians are involved, eh, Michael? Oh, yeah. oh. My dreams are obviously made up of everything you've been thinking about and you've heard that day. And so someone was telling me story about the Battle of Cable Street and the razor blades and how, and how kind of brutal those kind of pitched battles between fascists and non-fascists could be and so that was in it as well, so these gangsters had like knives and blades and stuff so it was quite scary and then our escape was was epic, we, there was like a staircase <laughs> uh, like a two-tiered staircase and I decided just to I just, I, I jumped through, I just went down, like, jumped down two flights, <laughs> and I realised you were behind me, and I was trying to describe what you're doing. <laughs> you were like, where's the steps? Where's the steps? <laughs> no, you've got to, oh, I just jumped in. <laughs> oh, I'm not jumping. <laughs> and then, and then, so then we tried to find this tunnel, but we couldn't find it, and I opened this, I was looking, this big curtain, I was trying to get get behind it, and I opened the curtain, and then all the gangsters were running straight towards me. So I found a button that I hoped would, you know, like, like a wall would come out, or something would happen, and then the room would be finished. But this button, you know, it did. It raised the curtain up for a then, But that's how I'd lost you. And you, of course, didn't go in the way the tunnel was, you went the other way. And there was another curtain. <laughs> like was just behind a wall and you were very very like oh incredibly and uh futively just hiding behind it like that <laughs> with your legs sticking out I wonder where they are back and so we were caught oh but, no uh, but luckily we managed to I think it was all a joke maybe it was some oh, right. it was a happy ending 
I don't know why. Thank goodness. And then, oh, before that, though. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, we stayed in this, oh, this haunted house. It was, oh, it was incredible. I was really scared. And in the basement, there was a, a curry restaurant. Which had the best curry ever that we've ever tasted. <laughs> although, in yeah, although the service and even the tables, the place was like covered in like dust and like maggots, I think, and and like not lice, but like it was all manky and smelly and smelt of damp, and the waiter was foul. As our waiter was last night, that's why I would change it. It was uh, not. The only thing the waiter did was count the money in front of your face when you no, got the tip. Form, is it listens well, well. It shouldn't count your money for you in front of your face. But you do it if you're in the shop. You give them your money and yeah. the shopkeeper would count it, wouldn't it? Well, it's different in the restaurant. <laughs> anyway, um, so we're in this... Back to the restaurant. the best curry ever. But... Uh, even with the maggots and the dust. Was, yeah, it was weird. It was like uh, Miss Havisham's house and... Great expectations. Um, oh, Gregory. So oh, hello, Greg. Hey, <laughs> this is what we do. We just stand here right? recording each other. Greg's come back. <laughs> is Kieran here as well? Yeah, oh, hello, Kieran. Okay. Oh, very good. Yes. What's happening now? We're oh, talking John's about. John's telling us about our dreams. Oh, His oh, dreams. This is just a dream. Well, thank you for listening to the ninth podcast of Christmas. We'll be back tomorrow, the 31st of December, New Year's Eve, for the 10th podcast of Christmas. Uh, then we're going to do the 11th on the 1st of January and the 12th, the final one, on the 2nd of January. I decided to do that rather than doing two every single day. Let people catch up a little bit. Jim will see us out with friends like these from the excellent songwriter, Cypriot songwriter, George Papageris. We'll be back tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Oh, last week I worked and toiled, done my best without respite. Now I've put all that behind me, all my troubles out of sight. I've been waiting since last Monday just to be with you tonight. Just to join my voice with yours and sing a song with all our might. Who needs fame? Who needs fortune? And who needs a life of ease? I'm the richest in the country when I'm blessed with friends like these. Sing of love and sing of sorrow, sing of joy and bloody war. As we sing, we're all transported down some mine or to distant shores. Some sing high, some sing low, some sing sensitive and sweet. But when we all join in chorus, they can hear us down the street. Who needs fame and who needs fortune and who needs a life of ease? I'm the richest in the country. Landlord, bring another round Set them up in twos and threes Come again when these are empty Till we buckle up the knees Let our ears be filled with music Just as we are filled with ale Let this evening never end And let our voices never fail Who needs fame and who needs fortune And who needs a life of ease I'm the richest in the country
And then I'll do the credits uh, while you're still playing the accordion, yeah. and then we'll do one final um, chorus to the chorus. Let's so see if we can do hang that. On, hang on, run okay. that by me again. So unaccompanied. Just keep thinking. I've been so you do it, and then it's unaccompanied chorus. <laughs> then it's the accordion by itself as I do the credits, and then we're all in for the chorus one more time. You'll pick it up right, as we okay. go along. Oh, it's going to the... be subtle. This okay. is going to be brilliant. Here can we I go. Do the final verse. Okay, well, you've done that, haven't you? No, I'm not. Oh, right, sorry. <laughs> George is loving this. This is how he wanted it to sound. <laughs> He's going to get you. Right, um, to the health of absent friends. Absent friends! And if angels take you with them and the devil claims my soul, we'll still harmonise together with you above and me below. Singing, who needs fame, who needs fortune, and who needs a life of ease? I'm the richest in the country when I'm blessed with friends I'm like these. Who needs fame and who needs fortune, and who needs a life of ease? I'm the richest in the country when I'm blessed with friends like these. To the youngest podcast starring Jim Cosley. Hello! It's Greg Russell. Hello! Kieran Alda. Goodbye! And Sean Cooney. Goodbye! Michael Hughes. I'm the Shepherd. David Eagle. That's me. <laughs> Thank you! And one more time! Who needs blame? Who needs fortune? And who needs a life of ease? I'm the richest in the country. Well, Jim, 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 oh, oh. don't look now, but hang on. There's a bull behind you, don't you? <laughs> 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 That's just something like a bull. You're not. It's not a bull. <laughs>